looking at Psalm 56 today, another Psalm of David, another chapter in his ongoing um, walk, really, walk with God and challenge in the world to do that. In starting Psalm 56, actually, um, let's have a word of prayer first. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and we just pray that you would apply it to our lives where it needs to be. Lord, help us with the application that we read, we think we understand, and yet, Lord, without you, we know nothing. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay, so Psalm 56, actually, we're going to start in Psalm 55, pick up a bit of the theme that uh, David's presenting to us here in his difficulties. In Psalm 55, verse 22, cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. And on that thought, you might want to challenge that <laughs> um, because sometimes people do. Well, how come I'm challenged? How come I'm overburdened? And if you let's take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, you may know what I'm going to, about to read. But there's a little bit to that that we don't quite see all the time. And I just wanted to go over that. So 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 no temptation has overcome, has overtaken you, except such as is common to man. But God, who is faithful, yes, but God, who is faithful, will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. And it's in that that people want to challenge that. And you say, well, this is too much for me. I can't do this. And that's actually based upon our emotional response to the situation. Yes, it may be all that we can bear, but it's not all that the Lord could take us through safely and in the process actually make some changes. So when we read that, we need to understand that we're being conformed into the image of God continually through various trials and, and temptations that come along. Not that these temptations are brought to us by God, but they just come along, a temptation to quit even, and, and things like that. And so, What's why this is coming? You say, well, why is it coming now? Well, why this happens in our life is so that we will be able to get rid of uh, things like self-centeredness and self-entitlement, and those are the, some of the things that drop off during situations that we can't handle. But what God's trying to do is show us that we're not supposed to be handling our life. We're supposed to be giving our life to Him and letting Him handle it. So. That's why those things happen, and that's why back in Psalm 56, He shall sustain you and never permit the righteous to be moved. Moved from away from who we used to be, definitely. Moved out of His uh, um, ability to move in and through our lives and do His will, never. Psalm 56, verse 1. Be merciful to me, O God, for man would swallow me up, fighting all day he oppresses me. Now this is what has got David down. This is what is troubling him. And I would take you to Psalm 50, uh, pardon me, Psalm 37, verse 5, just for a moment. Psalm 37, verse 5. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. So if we delight ourselves in the Lord, then our heart is his. Uh, and he is everything to us. So this is the prerequisite to what I'm about to read. Commit your way to the Lord, you know, because now um, you're delighting yourself in him. Now commit your way to the Lord, 
even this difficult way that you can't manage. Commit it to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the new day in the right time. I often just want to avoid things that I can't manage. That's my, that's my first go-to is to avoid them. But um, he doesn't have me go around very much stuff. Mostly it's right down through the middle. Take my hand, Wayne, take my hand. You're all right. For there are many who fight against me, David is saying. And that is true. We look, look at his life, that, that his life, sorry. Look at his life and there's a lot that he went through. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So it's not God who gives us fear. It's the situation that we find ourselves in. That's what's doing it. So the thing is to not react to the situation in the presence of God, but to respond to God in the midst of the situation. And when we do that, um, we will not be afraid. We'll know that God is the one who is able, even when we're not. I have many tabs in my Bible today because <laughs> we're actually going to record a couple of Psalms, just one for today and the next one will be Psalm 93. So he has put his trust in God. I have put my trust. I will not fear. Okay, so what does that mean? Fear just goes away? No, it means I'm not going to respond in fear in this situation. I have chosen not to. We have the choice. And sometimes our choices overrule our emotional response to something. And that's all right too. And so he says, what, what can flesh do to me? And that takes us back to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, uh, where actually what's happening there is that God is removing our flesh from us by taking us through it in spite of it and being all that he is to us. And also let's have a look so we don't get things mixed up about where temptations come from. Let's have a look at the book of James, chapter 1, verses 13 to 18. Simply says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. In other words, I want to quit. I want to get out of here. I want to get even. These are all our own things that come on us. God brings none of that to us. Verse 16 to 18, do not be deceived, my my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. And you might want to say, well, what about when God allows these things to happen? Why doesn't he just take them away? Why doesn't he just make me dif different? He is making you different. But we must follow him through on these things in order for that to happen. Trials conform us into the image of God. Trials do it. More than, more than Bible studies, more than coming to church all the time and, and listening to sermons and even preaching sermons. 
trials bring the point home and it's application that causes the difference in our lives, application of what, of what God has taught us, not just learning it, not just memorizing it, but application of it. You, not, you number my wanderings, David says. My tears, you put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? So David's expressing his confidence in God and he's, he's talking to himself. And maybe sometimes we should talk to ourselves and, and remind ourselves of what God does in and through our lives and, and we become less distraught. Tell ourselves, have faith, have faith in God, trust God, God can be trusted. And so now down here to the last verse, verse 13. For you have delivered my soul from death. Have you not kept my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? Absolutely. Just one other verse before we, we close out. Um, I want to just read the first verse of chapter 57 because it completes chapter 56. Uh, in, in his expression, and this is also one of David's, so you know, he would use the same thought in, in either psalm. He says here in verse 57, a little bit more complete than the first time he said it, be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you, and in the shadow of your wings I will make my refuge until these calamities have passed. Interesting. Until these calamities have passed. I'm going to hang on until these calamities have passed. I've noticed something about eagles. Where do you see eagles when the wind is blowing and the rain is pouring down? And if, you, if you're near an ocean sometimes, that's where you'll see them. Uh, and just look up into the big fir trees and you may very well see an eagle. And it's just sitting there. It's not hunting. It's not sleeping. It's just waiting for the storm to pass. And when it does, he will once again rise into the wind and do what he does best. So I just wanted to leave that one there with you. And I want to um, close with Psalm 57. Pardon me, I've just done that, uh, verse 1. We'll close there and we'll go on to the next psalm. Thank you. May the Lord bless and keep you in, through, and in spite of your trials and tribulations. Amen. Thank you.